Welcome to Multi Multi, the podcast where we talk about the multitude of multi-site student ministry. My name is Joe Crabb, and I am joined by always by one of our faithful co-hosts, Mrs. Kimberly Schuler. Hi, Joe, and all. Yes, and of course, as always, Mr. Trevor Callis, making us sound better than I look. And uh, EJ Swanson, not able to be with us here today, uh, but is always with us in spirit. And speaking of spirit, I am in great spirits because this episode is all about December and Christmas time. Yay! But before we dive into that, let me talk to you about a gift that is, of course, the Youth Ministry Podcast Network. The youth and mission- it continually keeps giving, right? Yes, amen. This is a family of podcasts that are all focused on distinct parts of student ministry. Um, and another gift to be thinking about, maybe gift this to yourself, is, of course, the multi-site conference that is being hosted by our good friend, Marco. Uh, you guys heard Marco on the show talking about uh, the multi-site conference. It's not a, a camp. It's not a conference. One of the distinct things about it is that it's a little bit of both. But you don't just have speakers flying in and flying out, but they are there for the entirety of the time to spend time in community with you who are looking to grow um, in your leadership uh, and be great stewards of that which God has blessed you with as you look to impact this generation with the gospel. And so, of course, you can find out more about the multi-site conference by checking out the Youth Cartel website. He is great. And if you haven't had a chance to, make sure you listen to our interview with him. He just brings a lot of great insight about multi-site student ministry and just uh, ministry leadership in general and make an impact on the lives of students. So this episode is part of our Looking Forward series. We like to drop these once every four to six weeks. And the heart of it is really the heart of what we hear often with leaders. And that is we want to begin to look forward, get ahead. There's always going to be some tyranny of the urgent things, but what are some things that you can begin doing now that's going to help you, uh, whether in an individual ministry context? I love these episodes because we do talk multi-site, but even if you're at a solo campus, there's some some good things to be thinking about even now. Um, but what do you need to be doing now to get ahead? Uh, because other stuff's going to fill your time between now and then. So, we are looking forward to December. Yes, and Joe, in light of that, as we kick off, I our knew time, you were going to ask me a question about <laughs> what I, am I looking I've forward to about December. Um, well, no, I actually I want to know what is your favorite Christmas song. Wow, my favorite Christmas song um, is man. There's a there's a ton, um, but I would say two right off the bat. Um, I heard the bells. Uh, I really like the Echo Smith version of it, but okay. I heard the bells. And Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas by Chris Martin. So Chris from Coldplay, lead singer of Coldplay, he does one just him, piano. Mm. That's those are my my top two. Um, And you know, and then I always try to make it through the Sufjan Stevens catalog of uh, Christmas. But the difficulty is that you know, unless you start listening in July, you can never get through all of Sufjan stuff. So, (laughs) uh, Kim, same question. Um, I think over the years, I've just really enjoyed Old Holy Night. It's not a Christmas Eve service without it. Um, It It is the free bird of Christmas songs. Oh, it totally is. Yeah. And finding someone that can just belt it and, oh, gives me chills. And it just, yeah, (laughs) it takes Christmas and wraps it in the song of just 
what the true meaning behind it is. Um, no, but <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So did you know, did I say something funny? No, that, no, you're, you're, I'm, I'm right there with you. I was gonna say, oh, you okay. know, what a great practical thing right off the bat. Looking forward to December. You need to walk right now into your creative director, worship director, whoever, and be like, so, bro, oh, holy night. Yeah. Because <laughs> worship directors, creative directors, they have this whole thing where they want to be new and fresh. We can't do this. But, like, y'all, we just want oh, holy night. Yeah. Don't. Silent night. Just get back to the classics. Don't give me some sort of medley <laughs> and don't introduce some mainstream song. That, you know what I want? I want Oh Holy Night. I want to weep, like, you know, when Josh Groban impersonator gets up there and Ooh, starts singing. Yes. So, no, that's, that's and that good, is Kent. the insight on uh, your Christmas Eve service from the student ministry director. Already <laughs> making an impact and looking forward. But, yes. um, December, obviously, because it's Christmas, it brings a lot of different dynamics for you, the listener at your campus. And contextually, that might mean a lot of different things are happening. Uh, it, tends to be um, a time in which your church, uh, you're doing more things holistically, whether it's yes, a campus, absolutely. church-wide campaign. Uh, and so there are some maybe student ministry things. And ten, I, I do tend to believe that I'm sure most people kind of are wrapping up a little two, three weeks into December because Christmas break's happening. It's a good natural rhythm to kind of take a break, get a little uh, rest, although there might be some things in between that time, obviously with family parties and uh, even some perhaps church things. But uh, Kim, some thoughts right off the bat about uh, what a student ministry, youth ministry director, pastor should be thinking about as they look forward to December? Well, I think being mindful of the church calendar holistically, right, as a campus, but also if you are a multi-site church, what it looks like across the board, because we do not want to compete. We want to capitalize on what is Ooh, already there. That's good. Thank you. Just came up with that. Um, and with that, how can we as student ministry directors and pastors and leaders of the ministry really hop on and with a vision or with an event or with even just the Christmas Eve service, how can we hop in on that mission and making that a great experience? Because I think we often hear like Christmas and Easter are the, one of the two um, seasons where we see a lot of either new faces, individuals who don't usually attend church, come to church. So how can we create an atmosphere that is welcoming, that can engage those individuals, and then hopefully see them come into Woodside, come into your church after the fact, right? Um, I think often we either want to try and do this cool option over here or this experience over here, and we end up competing with ultimately the bigger vision and mission of our church. And we just want to make sure that as you're thinking through what are we going to do in December, have those conversations with upper leadership first. Find out what they're going to do, what they're planning on doing, and how you can be a part of that or piggyback off of that. If they're looking to do something that is um, of mission or on purpose or raising, um, you know, 
partnering with like a nonprofit, right? Yeah. And um, coming alongside of them, maybe there's a way that the student ministry, either at your campus or across the campuses, can be a part of that as well. And so really wanting to make sure that you are not competing um, because there are great opportunities to win as a church holistically and see the the gospel be heard even more by just joining on that team. Well, I think there's such uh, easy wisdom even within that because it's not like Christmas is a surprise to anybody. Right? Happens like, once a year. Yeah, it's already 25th there. 25th of December, same day every yeah. year. And so Christmas Eve services, it's just built into church culture, yes. uh, into obviously our, our rhythms uh, here in this nation anyways. For the, you know, uh, that it's a part of, it's a part of, uh, our way of life, that you take a break around this time, whether you celebrate Christmas or not, there's a bunch that's being celebrated. And so you already know within your church context that you are going to be doing something uh, around Christmas, whether it's a campaign or obviously Christmas Eve services. And the idea of not looking to, to compete, but compliment. Uh, I think another way we've heard it said before is to be intentional not additional. Absolutely. So there's already something that you know is you're going to be asked to be a part of, then, you know, and that's going to take some energy and time. How can you leverage that and make it even more of a win for your students, your leaders, your families, uh, and really allow you more to, to feel like you're doing great at that one thing as opposed to like, eh, on those two, three things. Um, and it then alleviates tension because sometimes I'm sure for some of you guys, whatever it is your church might do, whether it's just big Christmas Eve services and they do 30 of them uh, and you've got to be a part of every which one or a living nativity or a Christmas production or whatever. It's like, okay, well, cool. I don't really get a seat at the table to decide what it is we're going to do with that, but I'm asked to be a part of it. And I get that could create some natural tension for some of you. However, as Kim shared, in respect for the leadership and understanding of, hey, that's how it is. You know, you maybe there's a way for you to have a voice in that conversation or how can you leverage and really what you're being asked to do or contribute and make that a win for, for students. And so. I think to your point in saying that, Joe, is that's why having these conversations three months plus out, yes. you actually yeah. might be able to have a seat at the table instead of it being December Because you're going to come up with a really good idea December 1st and realize, I just don't got the time to make right. it happen because right. now you're just being brought into the conversation because you weren't a voice in the conversation yes. now when some of those meetings are happening or even two months ago when some of those meetings are happening. So, But if you ask the question now of, hey, what is the plan? There's way more opportunity to have a voice into that. Especially if there's some things that, you know, um, maybe didn't go great last year. Maybe there yeah. were some 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 blind spots or whatever. And not do not ever come from a position of arrogance as though you know better, but a position of humility and edification of, hey, I'm a part of this team, part of this family. Um, that might mean going to your direct report and saying, hey, I saw this. I want to just ask some questions about this upcoming year so I can best prepare um, and really want to look to leverage this to get our students involved more. And I know there's going to be a ton that is going on. You know, we're talking three months ahead. So this episode is going to be dropping end of September, beginning of October. You are finding yourself in the thick of it right now as you're post-launch, getting ready for that next big event or continuing to ride that momentum or doing a fifth quarter or whatever it might be. So maybe scheduling that in with your direct report and just saying, hey, 
Um, if you're like, I don't even have a direct report, bro. I get all the nuances of a multi-site. You know the person that you should go to and, and share that with. And um, I, I'm sure that it's, it is a fairly wide truth that if you're coming from a position of humility, desire to help and want to see it be leveraged to have a greater impact for students and families, that it's going to be received well. Um, I think some of the things to be mindful of, yeah, Christmas Eve does bring a lot of new, not uh, maybe a lot of new faces into your, 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 your hallways, but also a lot of uh, people perhaps who their student hasn't gotten plugged in, or you're now seeing parents. You might not normally see some of these parents because um, they're dropping their student off. Uh, Kim, any thoughts on how to maybe ma- be intentional with those high um you know, high involvement, you know, people are, we talk about Christmas and Easter, Creaster people. Creaster. They're, they're I've there. Never heard or, that. or there's, there's parents are now in there and you, you don't have programming because you're a part of the Christmas Eve service or whatever. Um, could just any thoughts on, on being intentional with those touch points and, uh, connecting with those parents or those new students to try and get them plugged in? I think it's queuing up the staff across your campuses for those opportunities, first and foremost. I think we can often go into Christmas Eve or Easter with not great ownership, maybe, because it is a Sunday morning church service, right? We don't have student programming or anything like that. So, Or the, the, the thought is, hey, we have student mission program, but we're just going to not have it. And they're just going to go into the main service. And so everyone else is, kids ministry is running around, you know, right. trying to get this all set. You're like, hey, I'm... I'm good. Right. Like, I got we nothing. We don't have ownership over anything. I can hold a door. I right. can hand out candy canes. Yeah. Um, but instead of having that mindset of just like, hey, we have a morning off of ministry, um, really setting up your team for success of, one, I think we need to be identifiable of who we are in that lobby, um, that we are on mission, being intentional with families, making sure we are saying hi. If you don't recognize someone within the family, introducing yourself, there's great ways to also engage with students in serving aspects. I know the nursery, the kids, um, the greeters, the, you know, connect team, whatever you may call it at your church always needs help um, during those holidays. It's a good time to bolster some of those relationships and just be, be a helping hand if you, you can. Um, I think another thing as you were talking, Kim, maybe think about is what information do you have readily available to give to uh, a parent, a student that you haven't seen in a while? You know, and again, maybe it's having that conversation with um, your, your, your church leadership or whoever's in charge of those services or that big event where you're having a, a high traffic, um, you know, people and is like, Hey, how are we letting individuals know about what, what is available to them? As- all the way from kids birth, all the way up to adults. Yeah. So I think what are you, what are you giving them? So that way they can stay, stay connected. Um, and I know some of you guys also are using this opportunity, this time to be able to, uh, go ahead and, you know, um, do a mission trip or go to passion because students are off and you can take seniors to passion and, and so on. And, um, I think that that fits within your 
philosophy, your structure, your rhythm, if it makes sense, uh, you know, then, then obviously go, go for it. Um, if you're like, yeah, we don't normally do anything. We take some time off. I think that's good to do as well. We, we essentially take a month off from December to January when we kick back off. Um, and I'll speak into that a little bit, but if you're thinking about, uh, you know, maybe adding something during that time, I think there's, there's some thought to it because students are usually on break. Uh, some go away, a lot don't, or when they do, they, they come back, you know, maybe December 28th or they're back January 2nd because they're getting back into the rhythm of it. And depending on when you kick back off into the school year, or I mean, sorry, into the new year, um, it might be beneficial to do something on the 28th, 29th. But if you're going to do something, I would make sure that it's uh, low effort, low effort. We, we, and I, I'm, we've done this before where we've gone, we just rent out an, an ice rink. And so we rent out an ice rink. We make it available middle school, high school. We have our own open skate this time to, to this time and everything. Charge students for it. And the amount of students that come in offsets the cost of, renting the ice anyway so like it's low effort low high effort, relation high relationship Relational. yeah you haven't seen each other for two three weeks outside of maybe in the lobby for a christmas eve service or at that church production or anything like that and now they're able to kind of connect with one another um and so i think there if you're going to do something like that there is uh some wisdom in it but just make sure that you're still giving yourself that space to to rest and um really even give that time to gear up into the new year. Joe, as you're talking about the opportunity for rest during this time of December into January, I just want to drop a little bit of a plug here. Coming up in the next couple episodes, we had the opportunity to talk to Greg Ligon at Leadership Network, and he actually talked and went further into the rhythms of leadership and really dropped some great wisdom and knowledge into that as he's worked with hundreds of upper leadership, senior leadership in churches across the country and what those rhythms of leadership look like and how important it is to take those rhythms of rest as well as knowing that you're going into a season of it's 30, 60, 90 days of high energy, high intentionality within ministry. But knowing that, planning for what's coming after, right? Because just like we need to be, we have seasons of pruning and seasons of growth and seasons of rest, um, making sure that after that high season of ministry, we take that season of rest. So what that looks like. So, uh, you know, stay tuned for that to drop here in the next couple of weeks. It is an episode you don't want to miss. Um, but as we talk about that little bit of a season to rest, Joe, you mentioned that you at Woodside at the um, within the student ministry take about a month off between December and January. What does that time look like? Why and what do you do during that time? Yeah, so uh, we, I'm just even looking at the calendar, our last day of programming in December for our weekly small group gatherings are December 18th and 19th for middle and high school respectively. Now, after that, obviously, like I said, we, we have historically the last couple of years done an intentional event Event of going ice skating, finding a day that works there, um, low effort, uh, high result. 
We still obviously have responsibilities for Christmas Eve services and, and so on, but we don't resume our weekly programming until January 15th and 16th, respectively. We have a Sunday morning middle school program that comes back uh, around January 5th, um, and we're back there with them. And it's a little, it's a different approach. It's a different style of programming. But so that's our, what... Oh, roughly like a week or so after students go back into school, correct? Yeah, the 15th and the 16th. So for us in our context, some students might be going back January 3rd, but most of them are going back January 6th. And I'm just using these dates as, you know, those of you guys who have them in front of you and probably can relate to these rhythms. And what I had found is, yeah, and some people have that argument of, well, you know, they're back, we got to be back. Well, I like building up to it. And I found that, you know, we've, our team is just getting back into the office and so on. So be able to um, to be able to uh, get that full weekend, kind of catch up, reconnect, and then launch into it and kind of look ahead of you and say, hey, what do we have going on? For us, we do a winter retreat, so we're getting ready to hit that first deadline of registration. And so what are we what are we doing to get ready for what's to come? As opposed to rushing back in, um, that's what we used to do. And it just kind of fell flat. Um, and it did feel rushed. It felt tired as opposed to having that week as a team to get together, regroup with leaders, make sure that we are ready to launch back into the new year strong. That's good, Joe. And I think that's something for if you're listening to this episode, I would sit down either with your student team or even if it's just you at your church right now with some of your leadership and really talk through those nuances and what have you seen in years past work in your context? Has it fallen flat? And what may need to adjust or change? Because I love... Um, Joe, that you identified that and made an adjustment. You didn't just keep doing what was comfortable or what used to be done, um, but you identified, man, something's not working. What do we need to adjust? All right, now that we've tweaked this, how it has only propelled you guys to move forward in greater stride into the winter months. And so being very strategic during this time of rest and downtime is so key to setting you up for the next semester. Yeah, I think that this, this looking forward episode's a little bit different because December is a little bit different. I think a big thing, the reoccurring thing of hearing is make sure you know what's going on um, and make sure that you're looking for any opportunities to be more intentional and less additional. And that might mean, hey, you switch up on the approach for what you have for your your Christmas party or how you're wrapping the year up or, um, you know, and seeing, hey, if we were to add this here um, with, uh, you know, a, an ice skating event or going bowling or something like that, and it's more of a lower effort than what we wanted to do two weeks prior before Christmas Eve took place, knowing that if we were to take that same uh, energy and effort and focus it onto what the church is doing holistically, that's ultimately a greater win for um, the organization at large, for the church at large, for your families, for your students, and will just give you more opportunity to potentially connect with um, new students. So be ready 
that you are going to have guests in your home? What are you giving them in regard to information um, so that way they can get back connected in? And so I'd love to hear from more of you guys out there about what you guys are doing to make uh, that Christmas season more intentional, how you're collaborating with your church uh, at large, whether at your campus or across campuses. And of course, if you have any questions, um, send them our way. We don't have it all figured out. We are here to, to share with you guys what we have learned from our mistakes, what we have uh, been learning from God's grace. Uh, and we would love to continue to learn from you guys as you've done the same. Uh, feel free to share this. We'd love for you to share it. Like, subscribe, rate, review, all that great stuff that just lets more and more people know uh, about this resource that's available to them. Follow us on MultiMultiPod. Reach out to us, MultiMultiPodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, goodbye.